Hello, everyone. Welcome to our June Ad Heart Call, Inspiring Forward Movement and Heart-Powered Intention. This is Deborah Rosman, your host, and I'm excited to be with you today. There's so much dynamics happening on the planet now, and all of them require extra heart, heart-powered intention, and I do believe they're forward-moving. And my guest today is Steve Havel. Steve is with HeartMath as our Certified Professionals Activation Facilitator, and he coordinates our HeartMath Connected Community Calls among our certified professionals globally, who are trainers, coaches, mentors, health professionals, and they work in many, many areas of society, organizations, clinics, the military, law enforcement, schools, and more, and they all have their own consulting or coaching businesses if they're not working in an organization. But what's interesting is each of those areas of society is like a community in itself with its own language, perspectives, even though there's different perspectives within each one. I find they each have their own tone, just like we're brought up in our families, our social organizations, our workplaces, and we develop an identity around that. And the purpose of a connected community is to learn from each other and give each other support. So Steve, before that, was very involved in community building over the years. And the world is changing. So I want to welcome you, Steve, and have you share what have you learned over your years of community building, even before HeartMath. Well, thank you, Debbie. It's such an honor to be on this ad heart call with you and to connect with the, the global community that is listening now. Um, you know, it's funny. My journey to community builder was really, uh, I know there are no accidents. I was about to say accidental, but it was a really a beautiful unfolding. I think I've always been a natural community builder that started with that guy in high school that always brought the friends together and always, you know, kept things happening. And then when I got into the work world, it was always about whatever team I was part of, they became like family and we celebrated each other's birthdays and we would create this safe, cool, supportive culture where we got to know each other beyond the role, you know, to move into that deeper heart and soul connection going out after work and things like that. And uh, as I evolved in my journey, I got into green building and living and sustainability in the early 2000s and joined a board in uh, the Bay Area and then in Tahoe where I lived for a few years. And that kind of got me excited about these big sustainable principles about different ways of looking at running and operating business. And I knew this, this journey I was in when I was in that wave was just after a big dot-com to dot-bomb wave that I had this beautiful experience of the very best in business and the very worst in it. And um, as a result of taking some time to reflect, I realized that the only thing I wanted to be part of that had to do with business at all was the future of business, that next evolution, which through my sustainability friends and family got me to a movement called conscious capitalism and a larger ecosystem of movements that would be considered the conscious business uh, ecosystem. And conscious capitalism was really where I cut my teeth on community building in, in, a, in a beautifully uh, organic way in the sense that I attended, you know, four or five years starting about the 2013, all of their annual conferences. And one year there was, a, there was a, a network of chapters that were evolving faster than the organization could even really steward. 
The organization at the time was a nonprofit run from a few phones and a few people in their homes, and there was no headquarters per se. And one year in Chicago, I just we were at a town hall gathering, and I raised my hand and said, okay, why don't we all just get on a call this month and crowdsource our ideas? And that kicked off a three-year journey of stewarding this beautiful grassroots community of over 30 chapters of volunteer nonprofit organizations, of which I was one, first as a board member in San Francisco, and then as a board president for a few years. And each month we would get on the call and we would connect with these community leaders around the world, these impact makers, and we'd crowdsource our ideas. We'd share our successes and our challenges, and we'd support each other. And it became like family. And I learned some big things. The first thing was, you know, in a community, it's about how are we going to be together? What's the code of conduct? How are we going to agree to hold space together? But the other things that were really big was that I noticed that community wasn't great when it was too tightly structured, that it worked best when it was fluid, when it was of and by and for the people and all voices were heard. And we could tap into that collective genius of all the wisdom by making sure everyone had a safe space to share their truth. I also realized that, there's, that a, a dynamic community has got to have a lot of flex in it to be able to organically uh, move and expand and evolve. And the big thing was that it has a lot more to do with stewardship than management. We all became sensors in the community of what was needed, what was missing. In many ways, it's really around our work, around creating field environments where we're really creating the conditions for success to emerge in community. And that success can look different in lots of different communities. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, Steve, I've been pondering the word family because the more we connect in our heart, the more we communicate in community and deep listen. The tools of heart math are about how do we listen without judgment, how do we deepen the heart connection. And the successful communities that I've certainly experienced in the past, the ones that are fulfilling, aren't the ones that are around um, judging or blaming someone not in community or someone unlike ourselves, but who really are connecting around purpose or a sense of a mission. And what's really been interesting to me is the past few months since the pandemic and how community has changed in ways that I don't think we could have imagined. I certainly couldn't because sheltering at home meant getting on Zoom calls or Google Hangouts and having to relate to people as they're calling them Hollywood squares, little squares on your computer. And, you know, connecting in a different way than face-to-face or even on a phone. And what I experienced is something quite unusual. I actually had more sense of connection with some of our HeartMath staff than I have when we were all in the office together. You know, it was like seeing everybody. Somehow there's a certain safety in not being in person, even though you're seeing each other's face. People were more open, more vulnerable in some situations. And I just thought that was fascinating, or connecting more with my neighbors during this time period. It has the feeling we're all in this together, so we're all experiencing some of the same thing with the pandemic restrictions. And I think the all in this together, whether it's a, a community around a social cause or a community around any other purpose, gives that sense of 
of sameness or connection that then allows within that more of the freedom. But I, I'm sure other people listening to this have found virtual meetings to be different. I don't know if they found them, as I have, more caring and intimate and sometimes more effective than the in-person meetings, but very much grounded in supporting each other because we really need to do this at this time. And it made me ponder the foundation of real community is really the heart and, and where we go. So how have you seen changes, if you have, since you've joined HeartMath in our communities and, and any particular changes since the pandemic started? Uh, that's a rich question. Um, let me roll back for a second just to share with you. I love what you talked about because the big word when it comes to community is belonging to feel like you belong to something bigger than yourself, that you're informed by, inspired by, lifted and held by um, this thing that we're better together when we come together. And there are certain key markers of that, you know, but we're finding that a lot of of us are finding we're we're much more natural bridge builders than we thought as far as bringing people together. And so um, to your point, I, I want to just point to a couple of things, energetics, that I think are really important to this moment, specifically with the tension that we're dealing with, the potential that we're in, um, but then also to, to get into those two, you know, questions you asked, which was, you know, that we're in this time that requires great sensitivity, and that's always a key element of community. There's a time right now where compassionate latitude, one of the distinctions of heart math, that that broad reaching compassion beyond where we would normally stop is so important. That courageous vulnerability to be in messy conversations where we know we won't say it right, things like that. The, the ability to listen deeply for each other and also to be really expansive in our curiosity. These are pieces about a really deeply connected community that are the the, the key energetics that make it all happen. And you asked about how I've seen the community evolve. And in many ways, those things are, are the markers of a really strong, resilient community. And so to, to get on the nose with your question, the, um, you know, the first thing we started doing when it came in about a year ago to the team is we started creating and looking at some pilot groups in different focus areas, and we wanted to look at the teams that had come out of trainings, for instance, and stayed together to support each other. Some of them had been together for years. So we wanted to tap into the wisdom of those that were really doing amazing things. And part of what I shared is much of what we learned. But the big pieces were there was a shared intention and purpose. They were connected to what matters most to them as a group. There was a resonant vibe. There was this frequency of heart that they felt uplifted by and cared about. That genuine care and deep connection was there. We saw this meaningful engagement and even willing when you feel safe in an environment where there's psychological safety, you can actually engage and challenge each other for the greater good. And we rise to those moments. But again, that safety and belonging was a big piece, that appreciation for unique perspectives, and that deep curiosity, that expansive curiosity that I talked about was some of it. Now, what we saw evolve as we started getting more and more of uh, that was through being connected, we started having these, these really interesting learning experiences from each other that started stacking the kind of expansiveness that we got. More friendships, more collaboration started happening. We just created the conditions of success for our amazing big community to start to get to know each other and really align in those intentions. And that, that sense of family and connection to the mission just created this energetic that has been this massive lift 
And then, to your point about what happened post-COVID, was there was this immediate awareness, wow, let's, let's create a space for this reservoir of heart. And we started this series of Rise of the Human Spirit calls for our certified community on Saturdays that you and Howard and I uh, we just got vulnerable. We opened up this space to meet people where they are. It was really about bringing the full realness to the community. And, um, and it's like we hit hyperspace in that deep mission connection. We just kind of went into a way deeper dimension. And people really started to feel that connection to the larger global family. And, you know, we also brought in some of the new, you know, a new world is requiring that we, we take on some mastery around some ninja tricks with Zoom on how to do breakout rooms. And we found that so powerful in creating psychological safety that not too far into the call, we'd get people connected around a meaningful question and they felt sick because it was one-on-one or small groups of three and every voice was heard with 200 people on the call. And then we'd come back in and we'd share some of that inspiration and it would just set the container for a really vulnerable, rich conversation that was all just about community and connection. And it created this deeper draw to each other, to the movement, to the mission, and to the heart of our work, which is more important than it's ever been. It's, it's as if we, well, I personally and HeartMath has been preparing for this moment for 30 years, and the time has come. And our community is, is one of the most powerful pieces of the mission and the movement, but also one of the biggest attractors to people that are becoming certified that to feel the depth of that connection. So that's what I've been seeing, and especially with an exclamation point on what I've been seeing since uh, COVID happened and, and the unique uh, conditions that are creating this really intense time right now for change. Yeah, you know, um, as you've been talking, I've been realizing that there's so many people in isolation. The other side of it, when you you know how many people are lonely, how many people are anxious, depressed, uh, don't feel they have community, even if they're in a family, they don't feel that heart connection. And yet you see communities popping up everywhere, and some of them are based upon you could call it fake news. Of course, they think every your news is fake. I mean, the biases and the polarizations that are going on now, I think are all part of the evolution of people being pushed to have to evaluate, what do I really stand for? What do I really want? Because when you're lonely, you can get involved in a supportive community that ends up being a terrorist group, as we've seen back in uh, the Mideast at times. So community itself is a very interesting study of what people are drawn to, what sustains them, what the motivation is, and and what's the underlying feeling. So being able to create a safe place, being a heart-based community where people know they won't be judged, they'll be cared for, but we also eliminate the us and them because that's where community isolates. As soon as there's an us as community and them is outside, then the heart cuts off to a certain level. And I think what we have an opportunity for all of us on this call, because we're a community, those of us who come to this call every month, it's a type of community that we're all wanting to add heart. And when our meditation really support each other's heart-based intentions. And the world needs that elevation of spirit now and that draw more than ever. I know we were 
about to start and been planning you know, Facebook groups because Facebook, whatever you think about them, they have a group format that allows for communities to emerge, groups to emerge, to have moderators, to be able to contain um, the purpose of the group. And yet with the current polarization of politics, of racial issues, those groups are falling apart as people have very polarizing views and want to vent on community groups. And that was not the purpose of the group. Of course, HeartMath groups, we all come together because we're all into heart math practices, the heart qualities, and we all want to awaken our heart intelligence and we're trainers or coaches or mentors with that mission. So we form a group based upon a very deep common purpose. And yet we want to set a tone for what makes community work, which is a lot of what you were talking about, the ability to be vulnerable, to not feel judged, to be open to new ideas, to not have... uh, a philosophy or a set of rules that constrict uh, sharing or co-creation, but with some basic guidelines and practices of heart qualities, because that's who we are. And I really feel that the more that can be adopted in workplaces, in organizations, in social groups, religious groups that have that basis of understanding that it's only through the heart that we are going to unfold our higher intelligence and creative solutions to our goals, to our problems. I think the world is, talk about forward movement, is being pushed towards that as we we see the different dynamics going on. And certainly the pandemic put us all in, in one common denominator. So beautifully said. Debbie, you know, I think that the word interconnectedness comes to mind and to heart um, as one of the big awarenesses of, you know, when, uh, when life said, hey, everybody, go to your room, think about what's important. One of the things that we noticed was how interconnected we are economically and, and how grateful we are for all the little things, the guy that was courageous enough for, or a woman to open the store so we could get our food or things like that. So you're right. You know, in, in community, it's great if you can have that heart agreement about how you'll be together. But it gets down to some of the elegant simplicity of our work, too. Coherent communication, listening for the essence of what's being said and not just the heat on the ball. You know, there's, a, there's so much intensity right now that it requires that deeper level of heart sensitivity to move beyond what someone's saying, to listen to the essence behind the upset, because more often than not, if somebody's really got a lot of heat on something, it's because they're committed to something. There's something beautiful underneath that. But if we're curious enough and expansive enough in the way we approach that and, and generous enough in our listening, we can really find some commonality. And that happens through the, the deep compassion and ca- capacity of the heart. So this has been a beautiful opportunity to share. And there's so much more here. And I just appreciate being able to share with you today. Well, it's wonderful. You know, HeartMath spent years focusing on our research on personal coherence. How do we get aligned within ourselves? How do we align and harmonize the community of organ cells, heart, mind, emotions within ourselves? Because each body, each of us is a community of some different types of biology. And we've been focusing the last few years especially on what are the research behind social coherence? What are the dynamics 
between getting really coherent with one or more other people. And what are the possibilities of that? If, but we have to each work on our own personal coherence and alignment if we're going to be coherent with someone else in that alignment with our heart, mind, spirit, soul. We have, it, it starts with the individual. You're not going to create social coherent communities without the individuals working on and, work, and doing some kind of practices for their personal coherence. But in that social coherence, the opportunity of the heart connection allowing a free flow of, of energy, of heart qualities, of kindness, of appreciation, of compassion, that is the oil or the fuel that activates the higher brain, the higher intelligence, lifts the vibration, why we call it heart intelligence. And so heart-based communities, what we're, just research-based, not even just philosophical, but they are the key to the next level of human evolution, the foundation for creating a new world that we all really want to live in. And what, we're call, what people say, what's going to be the new normal after the pandemic? And I think that's a while that's going to go through phases before it emerges. But I really sense the new normal that people want, as you've even watched the news, is where we come together to take care of each other, care for ourselves and care for each other. And you saw that beautifully in how people responded to the all the health care providers on the front line sacrificing their family life, their health to take care of others. And we see that whenever there is a hurricane or a tornado, people come together to help and take care of each other. Bringing that into our day-to-day life, our workplaces, creating a culture where that care becomes the baseline for effectiveness, for productivity, for creativity. That's the opportunity that, if you look through that lens, you see the possibility in all the movements that are happening on the global stage. They're not there yet, but the potential is there. And when I see and feel at the end of just a normal station, NBC, ABC here in the United States or whatever, newscast, and they say, We're going to end this with something inspiring, and it's always about a person or a group reaching out, giving back, taking care of others in a community sense. And it lifts the vibration, so you end the newscast feeling hope. And once we can illuminate that, and that's what we're trying to do at HeartMath with the research, show why that is intelligent and feels good and productive, I think we will see more and more and more of that. And it is already happening, but I feel inspired and encouraged by that. And uh, we want a new normal where it is based upon care and appreciation and vulnerability and authenticity. And to me, that's what community, commune, is really about. You've said so much there. It's it's beautiful. I love, you know, you talked about a culture of genuine care. It organically happens when some massive challenge happens to us. We, the best of who we are show up. And I think what's exciting now in, in both community and in business and organizations, family, et cetera, is that we realize the ability we have to create that caring environment to, to really literally 
be artists in the field environments that we create energetically for our family and our teams. And what I think is going to be really great is the next edge of business and or performance and or anything will be the awareness of our collective potential through group and social coherence, where we start to tap into competitive advantage and competitive creativity, like concrete creative advantage. We're going to see some amazing things as we tune into the work that ArtMap's on the fringes of and at the leading edge of. Right. I love the new term that's appearing. It's not about competition because that creates separation, unless it's just a fun game. But it's about cooperation, cooptition. I hear that word. It's co-creation. Yeah, cooperation. That's, right. that's part of the new emerging values of community that people are discovering. And it's based on the heart. That's what gives us meaning. So we're going to close with a heart meditation to add heart to community. Whatever community you're in, a family community, a spiritual community, religious community, workplace community, social community, Facebook or online community, we all are in some type of community, and if we feel alone or lonely, we still have the community of heart, mind, emotions within ourselves to align. <clears throat> so let's start by doing that. Let's focus our attention in the heart. Just breathe in feelings of appreciation or gratitude for someone or something in our life to open our warm our hearts. As we continue breathing through the heart area, radiate appreciation to the communities that give meaning to your life that you participate in, whether family, work, social, or global communities. Send heart to them. ask yourself, how can you contribute more heart, more heart-powered care and intention to those communities? Just stay tuned to your own heart's guidance. Now let's radiate our collective heart energy and heart-powered intention to the emergence of new heart-based communities throughout the world and 
heart-based stewards of communities. Envision more people opening their hearts, having heart-based connections with each other, which is the foundation of real community and creating a new baseline for people getting along and for social coherence. See these heart-based communities of two, twelve, a hundred, a thousand, more, twenty thousand around a heart-based mission coming together, co-creating a new world we all want and a new normal. Now let's close by appreciating each other and our heart connections through these calls and create a reservoir of empowered heart energy that we can each draw upon to help energize our heart connections and care within our communities over this next month. Thank you so much. And thank you, Steve, for bringing your wisdom on communities to this call. They really are what is going to help lift the spirit of this planet as we collect into the heart together and connect and raise our vibrations together. Thank you, Debbie. It's one of the great honors of my life to be a, a catalyst and a steward to this great mission of helping to activate the heart of humanity. It's been an honor to be with you today. Thank you, and take care, everyone. Next month's Ad Heart Call will be on Tuesday, July 21st at 11 o'clock Pacific time. We'll connect again there. Take care.